This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Somebody do something on the shortest of notice ever. Just walking past me, yeah. you look like a band. Yeah. Come on in. That's a guitar. We don't know yeah. each other. Like Doesn't matter, you're a band now. You're a band. Yeah, that's right. I'm glad you let the right people in, though. I know, I know. Right. We had someone very dodgy at the window 15 minutes ago. Yeah. I hope he's not part of the band. Yeah, it's going to be awkward. Gets executive control of the lyrics, and that's the way we like it. We get to form the role of Miley's extended subconscious, basically. <laughs> <laughs> the idea is it's, it's really pretty open-ended, and it's the exciting thing is having having a bit of a start, and then seeing what six people do to that, mm. and we never really know, and that's really exciting because we've got a pretty diverse colour palette. Right. Miley and Callum bring the musical seed, and then we all we all make everything around that. Yeah. Expanding Horizons. All right, good afternoon and welcome to Expanding Horizons on Plains FM 96.9. My name's Stu. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And welcome too to you, Cole. And we've got all sorts of stuff going on. It's all going on, Stu. I'll just try and close that. <laughs> Dude, that's a good one, man. Oh, wow. Well, that, that was a... Um, sorry about that. That was a pre <clears throat> preemptive strike, yeah. wasn't it, for well, what's going on later on? That's called trying to get things organised. You're doing a good job, Stu. It's not <laughs> easy sometimes. People might think that it's easy come in because they listen to other radio stations maybe during the week and where someone sits in a booth and does it all for the presenter. Right. But we do it all ourselves at the same time, right? Yeah. So we've got a myriad of different things going on. So, mm. Stu, I'd take my hat off, but I've got my <laughs> headphones over the top. Yeah, so don't do that. So don't do that. Anyway. Uh, we had a fun show last week. Yeah, you just heard it on the, mm. the sweeper, didn't you? Mm. Yeah, they were great. Somebody do something band were on. Yeah, they were. They were lots of fun. And if you want to listen mm. to that show, then... Um, Expanding Horizons on planesfm.org.nz and just a bit of a uh, heads up that they might be coming in in the next month and a bit that'd again cool. doing cool. acoustic All right. which would be great won't it? They will be they've got plenty of stories to tell they've got some stories to tell and they're wonderful people should check them out check them out online and uh, get into purchasing some of their tracks now Stu you're going to play a track aren't you? because yeah. today <laughs> we've got a guest who's going to be phoning in any second yeah. any tick <laughs> of the clock <laughs> Yeah, so we're going to. Um, this is from Christi- Christine White. Right. Right. And we'll, we'll see if this works. White. Yeah. yeah, that's what I said, right. No, oh, was it? <laughs> Did you say that, right? <laughs> Did you say white, right? Did you? <laughs> oh, no, this is getting messy. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're getting messy. So this hopefully is going to be dumb white girl. So we'll get this just a bit teed up because we're playing from a million different devices and see if this works. Okay. All right, here we go.
You're on Expanding Horizons on Planes of Fem 96.9, and we're doing lots of things at once, aren't we, Carl? It's all going on, Stuart, <laughs> yeah. I tell you. But the good news is, the good news is that on the line... On the line from somewhere out there, <laughs> we've got Christine White. Christine, are you getting some echo now? Um, kia ora, Colin. Is that Colin yet? Yeah, it is Colin, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yep, yep. No, I think I'm good. Yeah, yeah it's good. No, excellent. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's all gone through the microphone, <laughs> through the board. It's, you only get the echo when we're kind of playing some music and then... Yeah, and have I got two male voices on your end or is it one of you? No, there's two of us. I'm Stu. Ah. Yeah. Stu's got the, Stu's got the warm, fuzzy <laughs> fuzzy voice and uh, you'll, you'll pick it out later. Anyway, yeah, Christi- yeah. Christine, it is lovely, lovely, lovely to have you here on... Um, Saturday afternoon on Expanding Horizons and thank you very much for giving up your time and um, um, sorry I'm really wrapped to be here oh it's great and yeah. um, before before we do anything we just um, Stu was just playing um, Dumb White Girl I want, I'll just have a little chat about that in a moment but uh, two weeks ago we had Adam Hathaway and the Haunters in and uh, a young man here playing guitar Sam who when we told him that you were coming in he goes well that's my aunt and I was like oh so maybe he's Sam. T- Sam, yeah. Is that well? Is he telling pork pies and trying to <laughs> well, name I'm, drop? I'm a very distant aunt. I'm because <laughs> he said to me a very, a very bad aunt. Oh, because he he said to me, oh yeah, we well, having dinner with her tonight at the family's dinner. I went okay. Oh, 
That wasn't Look, you, I was it? Very, I can be very bad with names of even my nearest <laughs> and dearest. <laughs> That's is right. He, is he based in, in Christchurch? Yeah, he, he's playing. Well, I'm, well, well, I'm, I'm not in Christchurch, so. Right. Okay. So maybe that was another, maybe that was another aunt. I don't know. Maybe he was just trying to fancy himself up a bit and make himself look a bit flash. Yeah, yeah. There's a few Christine Whites in the world. I think if, if I googled myself a few years ago, I was a vet in Canada. Oh, nice. So you've had all these alternate lives, all these alternate career paths. Oh, that's is that? right. That's right. I'm, so, I'm sure there's a few Colin. Hills. Colin Hills. I was just going to say there is an African American um, rodeo rider. Oh, yeah! I can just say that's not me, right? Because <laughs> I was going to say, if if my dog's sick, I'm just going to be calling you straight up, right? <laughs> Give well, me... if you hear my dog in the background. I'm sitting here currently in um, in my mum's house in Taranaki uh, with my with a border collie lying at my feet. Um, he can be a nervous alpha male, so I'm just thinking, oh, I hope no one comes to the door or anything. But, you know, this is live radio, yeah. so I thought you guys would go with it. Oh, look, we'll, um, we'll, we'll... I was just going to say, you think that's your issue. We've got our own issues at this end, so if something goes on here... <laughs> oh, please tell, please tell. <laughs> <laughs> so, Christine, um, dumb white girl, right? That is, like, super catchy, right? It, and... If anyone's out there on a Saturday afternoon and they weren't tapping their foot and jigging along to that, well, they'd have to be dead, right? That is a super track, isn't it? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It was, um, it was a spontaneously made track, actually. Well, I, um, I made it while I was making an album called Pirouette, which is right. quite a long time ago now, and um, it was a fairly intensive working experience, a solitary one, working weekends at home with guitar leads and things all over the floor of my flat and I was kind of getting a bit um, immersed and a bit kind of brain dead doing what I was doing so I just took a break and um, I don't know why taking a break involves making more music but it did right then <laughs> and, um, <laughs> but kind of had a play you know and yep. sometimes playing rather than uh, doing the, um, your brain can get into that like oh I'm making music it's a serious business or right. you know well mine does anyway I can get quite serious and uh, with what I'm doing and um, yeah and, and we forget that you know sometimes we have to not know what we're doing and just play around and Dumb White Girl came out of that really. It's quite joyous really the sound of it you know. Yeah. Uh, and, sorry. Yeah carry on, carry on. I was just going to say um, key, the keyboards in it it was almost you yeah. know like that oh, I, don't, I don't even I don't know if it was vaudevillian or whatever but it just sounded so upbeat and plinky plonky you know it was just great right yeah yeah i um it was kind of a foray for me into playing with i think the beat in there was a sample from somewhere i've not used sample and played with that sort of thing a lot but i found this beat which i really loved the, the drums sound like they're in an old time music hall you know yeah um and and the keyboard stuff yeah i just played around on a on a keyboard and then um steve garden who who um mixed the album we had a great time steve um runs rattle records so they do a lot of contemporary art music and um indigenous music uh so he's constantly recording and producing really interesting music but at the time um yeah i gave what i'd done to him and there's a in dumb white girl near the end is kind of this mosquito sound that goes on for a long time this buzzing and and steve created that kind of uh, you know added that little slurry so. right. 
Yeah, it was a it was a fun track to make, and and interesting lyrically for me. Um, kind of almost calling myself out as a <laughs> naive. <laughs> I was going to ask you about, you know, with that track then, you, you said that um, you, you've been doing some other work and then you kind of, I guess, stepped outside of yourself to 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 make that. So did you have those lyrics in your head and then you added the music to it or did just the music flow from you and then you kind of put the lyrics over the top of it? Um, I, I probably had the lyrics come along with the music. Right. Um... I don't. I'm not. A, I've never been a very prolific writer. I try. I've tried to kind of change that a little bit. Um, I, I used. I've spent a lot of my life working on sort of one song at a time, and um, not one of those people who has screeds of lyrics lying around. You know, um, although that's changed a little bit in in, in later years. But um, so I imagine I would have been working on the music, and the lyrics would have just. Come, I, I can't remember what um, what ex, ex inspired it lyrically, um, but I really like it. The sentences are really short. Something about communication. I've always been fascinated with communication, so I know there was that kind of references to telephones and telephone wires, and yeah. um, but. Um, it kind of has a little bit of an undertone of, um, funnily enough, which is kind of a journey that's been a long one with me around understanding of race and um, what it is to be a white person and because we, we don't really think about it because we just are it and we've kind of the, been the main voice for a long time. I was just going to say, um, it's a bit like asking a fish what it's like to swim in water, that's right? right. Yeah, that's right. It I mean, interestingly, my roots with Christchurch is that uh, through my mum's side line, I do whakapapa back to a marae in Banks Peninsula, that right. Wairewa, Little River, um, and, and have always kind of, that's been very important to me, that connection with that ancestor. But, um, but yeah, I've certainly had to, in the, particularly in the last few years, put more attention on the fact that I've grown up as a white person and what that means, you know. Yeah, right. So Dumb White Girl for me as a song is kind of, it, it is still relevant to me and it's, it was a long time ago. So it's obviously been something that's brewing, you know, for me for a long time. I was just going to say sometimes when you, you know, switch your brain off from what you're doing, you, you're subconscious or, or something that you've been thinking about, along, that, that's what flows through, right? Yeah, that's right. Do you, you, do you write or play music? No. Oh. I'd embarrass my. I'd be embarrassed yeah, if I does. told you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he plays the guitar. Are well, you talking like someone who's aware of like? Oh yeah, look, I um, I, I, I like writing and 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 um, you know, playing guitar and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But you know, yeah, you, and it is you'd vomit right. in your own mouth if you heard me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're right. You know, there's kind of our conscious brain that thinks, right, I'm making a thing, and then there's all the background that happens that causes us to make things that we don't even really realise yeah. what we're doing until later. Especially if it's something that, that you, you know, you wouldn't consider to be your sound. You know, like, I guess artists yeah. have their, this is my sound, right? And then they do something that they really enjoy that doesn't kind of fit, but maybe speaks yeah. in more truth to their sound than what they usually do. If you, if you know what I'm following there. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. And, um, I've kind of bounced around that echo chamber for quite a while right. um, because my interest is quite broad and 
Um, yeah, I've, uh, I've constantly, when I hear music, I'm like, oh, I would love to incorporate some of that. And so I, I don't know if ever, I don't know if other musicians have this, but it's, it makes it's, it's taken a while for me to feel like I've settled on what, the, what my sound is. If there is, right. you know, even um, yeah, I mean, I think I'm a melodic writer and I love rhythm. Right. And in the last few years, um, particularly through studying at Victoria University, I've, um, I've been exposed to, you know, sound art, which is a whole other thing oh, altogether. yes. And that's amazing. So I'm constantly like, oh, I want to do a bit of this and I want to do a bit of that, and it's very hard to settle. Um, mm. But you're right, I think we all, we all do have um, a voice, but, and if we change the, the palette of, you know, colours that we're using and the tool bolts, it's... It's still our voice, even though it's got, it sounds different, you know. I was just going to say, though, you know those artists who, like, are supremely eclectic and, you know, over, over, you, you listen to them and, and then they do something and you go, wow, you know, like, they've just pulled in the, all these amazing things that they've been listening to that probably people wouldn't connect with them in their, yeah. in their works, right? And yeah. um, I, I guess that there's a whole load of bravery and... In, in some points, commercial suicide, right, in um, yeah. in doing that, isn't there? You know, you've got to be brave to go, hey, I, I usually do this, I, now I'm doing this, and, uh, and yeah. taking the taking the leap at whether the people who, who love your work and who love you as an artist will then go, what are you doing, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's amazing what, um, and some people have been unapologetically, in fact, almost that's their voice. I mean, if I think of Frank Zappa, who, you know, uh, I guess I guess Bowie as well, but um, oh yeah, definitely because he you know, he did what he liked, right? Yeah, but it was still very clear what his voice was. Yeah, I was thinking I about David Byrne as well. Yeah, yeah. You know when when you kind of hear him now. Christine, I, I want to um, play a track, right? Because people are going to they've heard you at the top of the um, the show, and they're going to go, Colin, we hear you every week. We want to hear some music, right? <laughs> so I know Stu has got one. Yeah, Stu's, Stu's wiping the sweat from his forehead because he thought I was just going to keep talking, Christine. You can do it, Stu. I yeah. can do it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. What have you got lined up, well, Stu? We Tell might, us. We not, might do another track from Pirouette, right. which is the Umbrella song. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we'll, we'll do that one, and then maybe Christine can talk about that a little bit when we come back yeah, as well. Cool. All right, let's do it. This is the Umbrella song, and you're on Expanding Horizons. Come down I've got a blue um, 
Yes, you're live on Expanding Horizons with Stu and Cole. We do the show every Saturday between 3 and 4 and it's repeated after dark on a Thursday night between 9 and 10 and we have Christine White on the line. On the line. And that was the Umbrella song. That was beautiful. It's a great song, right? That The harmony, oh, you know, the melody, oh, I loved it. I loved it. Thank you. It's a really, um, I don't know, it's a summary vibe song, Christine, yeah. I'm going to say. Kind of. It is kind of envelops you, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. It does, right? <laughs> like it, an umbrella. It, oh, oh, Stu. <laughs> this is why I never let him talk, Christine, right? Oh, go, Stu. Get up there. <laughs> I've been waiting 10 minutes to do that. He doesn't. I'm just going to say, Christine, he doesn't need a cheerleader. Thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it just carries you along a, on a wave of loveliness, I think. Mm. You know? Thank you. Yeah. Well, it opens all but, sorts of things up. Oh, doesn't? God. He's still on it. He's still on it. Sorry, Christine, go on. <laughs> Carry So, oh. I was, now he's himself. So, I was going to say to you, Christine, just before um, before we went to that track, we, you mentioned Frank Zappa, which made me want to ask you about your influences, right? Yeah. And um, so, I, I guess when, you know, when you first started getting into music, playing music, kind of, what were you listening to? What was kind of around you? Well, um, I grew up in a family of um, a family who uh, loved music, and quite a large family. My my great grandmother had thirteen children, and um, and so there was family reunion sing-alongs and things. So, um, so that was a form part. And then, when I was young, my um, my family uh, converted. We became Christians and. There, and so I was surrounded a lot by the church music, which um, 
kind of is, and I've always been drawn to, and this links in with the song Raven, really. I've always been drawn to music that's quite kind of cinematic and um, so certainly melodic, you know, soaring melody or engaging melody. Um, as a youngster, so my, my musical education in terms of um, secular music through, through my school years was quite limited, actually, in a way. Um, there's a New Zealand singer-songwriter. There was a few um, sort of Christian artists who I followed keenly, um, Derek Lind, and who's become I've become friends with um, Guy Wishart, Mark Laurent. They were singers sort of current in the time in New Zealand. And um, I was very slow to kind of get, get uh, kind of educated around other music. But I uh, I went to a school ball. Right. <laughs> I can feel a story coming along here. It was fairly a fairly short night for me, and I went home and Live Aid was on TV, and oh, I remember wow. walking in and saying and looking at this guy who was in a white suit with a guitar, singing a song about message in a bottle, and I was like, "Who is this?" Right. And um, and that kind of began my sort of my own late education around music. So I sort of played catch up for quite a few years, and um. And I've always been also quite an intensive listener, like I might choose one album I'm listening to and I'll listen to it over and over and over again rather than sometimes broadening out. But I certainly then went through a bit of a catch-up renaissance where obviously the Beatles, which Umbrella Song kind of has a little bit of that mm-hmm. right. feel, nod to the Beatles. Um, Janis Joplin. Um, so, yeah, uh, then I kind of, the time of the day I was... Um, Jane's Addiction, Nirvana, so there was the rock element because I love a motive and powerful rhythm. Yep. Um, and I had a three-piece band, so I've always loved the three-piece um, makeup uh. because you've got that kind of cross interplay of rhythms, particularly, you know, the bass moving between the drums and the guitar, and yep. um, you can just get a lot happening with three. And so I uh, had a three-piece band for for quite a few years and um, yeah so bands like Nirvana and Jane's Addiction um, was following music like that and um, and then kind of um, yeah went to university and studied sonic art so then kind of, then sort of art music where you spend a year basically listening to sounds and music that's composed but you don't know what the sound is coming from so really messes with your head a little bit you mm-hmm. like you spend the first year of your degree going well, what's how what's making that sound it's all processed recorded sound or computerized sound but you're listening to a language you're sort of very unfamiliar with it doesn't follow um the same structures necessarily and you, you learn to think of music in terms of uh what sound is doing you know is it is making iterations is it is it is it uh, expanding and then contracting? How is it moving energy-wise? And rather than oh, that's a guitar, that's a harp, and, you know that sort of thing. Yeah. When you were um, just sorry, the mean to Yeah, Carol. I was just going to say when you were talking about the kind of art sound um, about a week ago, I was revisiting um, Big Science by Laurie Anderson, and yes. um, when I whenever I think of kind of art and sound together, I always think of. I, like oh Superman right when I yeah. I remember um, you know I was probably eleven or twelve twelve probably when um, oh Superman came out I was living in the oh. UK and um, I mean it's an eight minute song right 
eight minute yeah. being played on the radio, but you could only get it on Radio Luxembourg. But um, mm. it was great, right? It was so hypnotic. And then you watch the video, it, and yeah. it, it, you know, like Laurie Anderson, I think, really nailed um, the kind of art sound combination. Would, yeah, would you agree, did. or you like her? Yeah, yeah. I, I, ha- I have to say, I'm not that familiar with. I have probably listened to Big Science, but I haven't. I, I'm not even that familiar with that material. I came in very much later with her. Right. And I guess through, I did an essay actually uh, at university comparing her with something else. I can't remember what. Right. But, um, but just reading about more the just, I mean, she's. Her, her use of the violin with the taped sounds and yep. um, and sort of her, her like we talked earlier about bravery and risk taking. I mean, she talked about sound installations she did. One involved a piano across a valley, you know, um, trying to to um, project sound across a valley, and something went horribly wrong. You know, she's just so experimental. I think that ex- experimental side. Yeah. I was really drawn to. And she's just, um, a couple of years ago she was here, wasn't she, um, with Lou Reed's guitars doing an, an installation. I think, I don't know how many she brought, quite a considerable amount with his sound, with his guitar tech, and she just set them up. Oh, and wow. They're like, and they're all feedbacking into... Oh, know, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, um, right, so I, I'm just going to say, though, you know when you're talking about you're kind of eclectic and... But you know the whole church and the singing in in the, in the church and that kind of music. Yeah. So many times I read about, you know, um, great musicians, especially those great soul musicians, you know, soul, yeah. of the sixties, and they all began singing choirs in their local church, yeah. right? And yeah, then yeah. wherever they went to after that, and it's interesting, you know. I think when people like a, a genre and then they just stick to it, it. it the great musicians have, like, regardless of what they play, they love things way outside of their kind of... That's right. You know, and, um, That's right. and it all ties together, doesn't it? Because it all <laughs> hits you straight in the heart and did you just press the wrong button? Yeah. No, <laughs> you trying to hang up on me? I think I'm, you're trying to hang up on me, Chris. I think I nearly did it, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, didn't even succeed in getting rid of me, did you? Yeah, no, I think, I think um, you're right because the musicians, you know, music that does become uh, in the main, you know, listening field. Yeah. Um, people, The people who make that music that we all love um, or that people know and love, it does come from the outer edges of where they have gone and they're listening. Oh, yeah. You know, if I think about Pink Floyd and that song Money and, you know, just the, the use of sound and, um, you know, and, and a lot of those really renowned contemporary musicians, but they've gone to places and listened to things. Of course, the Beatles is an example of George Martin. And um, and Bjork, I I went through quite a big Bjork phase in the last few years, and I never used to... I never used to resonate with her music, mainly because for me, um, the the melodic aspect of her singing just seemed to have a very similar kind of melody, so I couldn't... um, yeah, I just didn't resonate with it. But then her album, um, Volna Cura, and then also just realising what she can do with her voice. I mean, my voice is my voice is fairly, um, it's got a pure tone in it, you know, and it's, um, you know, I like my voice in it, and it's certainly, I can convey things with my voice, but yeah. she, with her voice, she could just be different characters and she can, you know, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, and then when she combined with electronic artists, 
and she creates kind of sound worlds. I haven't heard her new album yet, but, um, you know, sometimes it takes a while to really, you've got to train your own listening muscle to really take on new music. Yeah, and right. um, that's where, you know, stations like yourself or, you know, that that are prepared to play different things. and Right. Well, I tell you. you know, expose people to, eh? Christine, we are about to play Raven. Because oh. people are going to be like, what 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 is this? You know, we've played two previous songs. What's yeah, what's yeah. new? What's dropped? What's hot? A long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah people are going to be saying, all the kids out there, what's hot, Colin? <laughs> what's dropped? So, we, you don't you don't think oh, I'm down with the kids? I tell you, Christine, I'm down. <laughs> he's, yeah, not, he's, he's not. He's yeah. not. Don't listen to us. <laughs> Not, Just because I've got a mind like a child doesn't mean... Anyway, so <laughs> Stu has... Stu's shaking his head. Stu has got Raven lined up, right? Hopefully. Fantastic. Hopefully. <laughs> hey, fingers crossed, right, Christine? So anyway, we are talking to Christine White, and hopefully, listeners, now you're going to hear the new single, Raven, which...
banter, chat, cool people, nonsense. It's all here on Expanding Horizons on Plains FM 96.9. Definitely cool people. There's a lot of nonsense going on as well. I'm just saying. (laughs) Stuff and nonsense. (laughs) It always makes me laugh, that ID. Thanks, Jordan, for recording that with me. Anyway, that was Raven. That was cool. That was their school. So Christine White is our guest today on the line, and Mm. that was Christine's new track, Raven. Which has just dropped, hasn't it, Cole? Oh, it's dropped. Something (laughs) hot. Something (laughs) hot. It's diving. It's diving. (laughs) (laughs) So so the first thing I'm going to say is people are going to be listening to that, and then they're going to get on to Spotify or SoundCloud and go, like, there's a million different versions of it. (laughs) Firstly, there is, isn't there? There's the Paddy remix. There's the the Farsi Farsi version. Yeah. Which is a different different musically altogether because I realised when I decided to put this out on vinyl, I just thought I was initially going to sing the Farsi over the backing that you've just heard, and then I just thought I can't I can't do that because I mean, go to all that trouble to give someone vi- a vinyl um, recording with six tracks on it, and two of them have got the same music backing, and I just <laughs> sort of got sick of that idea myself and thought I, I just need to make something different, so. Yep. So I used um, string recordings from the, the three songs we had been using, been recording, and kind of re reorchestrated them, and or just collaged them. Actually, it's used them like collage. You know, just picked and cho- chose some, and created a guitar piece, and created a drum thing, and it was a very simple process. Um, it was quite lovely to do, actually. So it's a completely different music, musically sounding song, um, Kalark, The um, the Farsi version of Raven, but the same lyrics in Farsi. And, and I was just going to say, people out there, it is it is worth a listen, right? Because you will get lost in it. it is, Thank you. It is trancey, it is dreamy, it is great, mm. right? Because when I was listening to it, it's it. Well, I was just like, this is so sublime, right? You could just, mm. you know, you know, like you yeah. can. It just weaves in, it weaves out. It's wonderful. For me, it, it was, was anyway. Fun. Interestingly, for the most part, it was it was kind of that experience making it. It sort of happened quite fast in some ways, and then you know there was a laborious part where it's like because it does go through different types of sounds through it. And then I got um, uh, Rasul uh, Abbas played Comanche, so there's a Comanche um, uh, instrument in there, which is a an Iranian uh, stringed instrument, um, and uh, Rasul is based in Auckland. Um, yeah, and I, I managed to meet him in the middle of this process, and so I asked him to play play on it, which is beautiful. Snaffled him really quickly, um, did you? <laughs> What's that? Sorry, you snaffled him really quickly. I'm in the middle I of something, but I need you wow. now. Nice you... to meet you now. Let's get down to business. <laughs> yeah, the universe <laughs> threw you together, right? It did. It did. It yeah. Did. But um, yeah, I mean, the, there's some vocal sort of processed vocals from some of the other songs. Yeah, um, it was a, it was a really nice process to make that song actually last, last year we had a um an iranian group live in our studio didn't mm. we i can't remember their name off the top of my head but they bought brought in a lot of you know traditional instruments and there was one chap yep. here and he was playing you know this stringed instrument from afghanistan and this one from mm. somewhere and just in the studio it was just yeah water you know like there's a warmth yeah. to the whole thing so when i was yeah. listening to your farsi version i was just like wow it just yeah, oh. it, it's 
it's a whole nother level, right? Mm. To mm. to how it, to how it affects you when you're listening to it, right? And your voice is, okay. it's great. It's great. You know, it's not. Ni- it's nine minutes too, isn't it? It's nine minutes. Which, yeah. which, it, needs, which it needs to be. Yeah, you're right. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, you, Thank you. You can't you can't fit that into three minutes, no. Christine. And um, yeah, I, that's right. And um, I don't know. I just seem to keep coming back to these long form arcs of. Songs. I, I do want to kind of try and go back and do shorter things, but for, certainly for this project, it's just the way it went, you know. Um, Raven was the same. And if I think about it, you know, I was talking before, songs like um, Three Days by Jane's Addiction, um, the, the prologue to West Side Story, you know, as a kid I grew up, just loved that prologue, which is kind of using all the different songs that go through West Side Story, but creating it into one big piece. And it, uh, the, the music of John Sarthus, who's um, the composer I'm, very, very um, fortunate to have been able to do this project with. He's so he's completely arranged the second track, which is coming out uh, at the end of this month. Um, you know, just he he creates wonderful narr- arcs of music. You know, and I think if you've got a long arc and you can settle into it, um, it does take you on a on a journey, for want of a better word, you know. And I was going to say to you that, um, sorry to interrupt you, Christine, but when you were talking about those long arcs, I was thinking, oh. you know, like in um, movies in the last probably 10 years, you know, some of the great movies have gone, they're longer oh. than that kind of whole standard hour and a half, right? Yeah. The, the, yeah. The, 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 mu- the movie industry had settled into. And so, mm. I mean, music... You know, it, it, it settles into that kind of three-minute soundbite. It's it's purely for the benefit of radio, you know, commercial yeah. radio, not not for the artwork itself, right? So yeah, your yeah. ability to take some, you know, it's almost like, um, you know, those great um, classical pieces, and they might go for ten minutes, right? But you can, but the ten minutes is not ten minutes of, uh, you know, it, it, it passes right. in the blink of an eye because you're in it. You're it's not right. on the outside of it listening and looking in. It. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's and, what it does, right? It draws you in yeah. and keeps you there. Yeah, and Raven initially wasn't the intention. Raven was written as um, a writing exercise, actually. It was, um, and I don't set myself them very often, but I was in Australia. I got the opportunity, <laughs> for want of a better word, to um, to look after three. Uh, primary school children. Yeah, it sounds like an opportunity, that one. (laughs) Yeah, my my nephew's three children. I was flown over to Australia. Um, uh, I was given their their car keys, their credit card, their um, phones to get me around Sydney. Uh, And I basically would take these kids to school. I did the whole solo parent thing for 10 days, just hit the ground running. It was... You know, I accidentally um, locked my washing in the washing machine. I couldn't get my washing out. So I had to start wearing my nephew's clothes. You know, and, and, I, did, and I did some quintessential solo parent things. Or, you know, um, I think the first night one of the kids said, you know, my mum doesn't cook this like this. And I said, well, I'm not your mother. <laughs> did you have the, 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 the default, the default the reply book? that they didn't want to go to. I took them to their sports. It was draining. It was harrowing. I did the whole <laughs> thing right. I thought, right, I could go and see Sydney, but I only had energy to go and sit and look at the ocean and have a coffee and then think, I've got to go tidy the house before I do this all again. Mm. I went through all those. I'm not, I don't have children. I have the border collie, but right. it gave me a huge, huge respect for parenting and and, and that you know, that life, you know. Yeah, yeah. And in the middle of it, or near the end of it, I bec- I was became fascinated with the crows over there. 
And right. I was also listening to Joni Mitchell. That's an influence I didn't really talk about, but, you know, every, she's there and a lot of singer-songwriters. Um, but I was listening to her album, probably my favourite album of hers, personally, is Hegira, and uh, a song she has called Black Crow, which I think was a bit of a coincidence. But the, right. the way she put that song together, I thought, I want to try and write a song that's just got these same four chords going around and then telling a story. So that's how the writing of Raven started. Uh, because it didn't go that way, there was a whole lot of lyrical content. It basically documented my time in Australia. So it's got night clubbing, because when my nephew and niece-in-law came back, you know, we went to the gay um, pri- um, pride, whatever it's called over there. Yeah. So, uh, what are they called? Um, you yeah, about the nightclubs? Or no. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But the, there was a whole parade and everything. oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Mardi Gras, the, the Mardi, Mardi Gras. Gras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we did that. So there's there's reference to nightclubbing in there and um, my fascination with the crow. Uh, when coming back just before COVID, um, there's some environmentalism in there. Um, my dog nearly died while I was over there, so he's in there. Um, so it was a, it was this big became this big long lyrical thing, which um, and then when I got the opportunities through the funding um, uh, from Creative New Zealand, which I'm so appreciative of, I, I had three months where I could work on the, that just this song really. Well, three three songs, but John took Taken and I and I worked on and it took me that long. You to love that out. fun, don't you, Christine? <laughs> Hey? You love that button trying to hang up. No, 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 no. I'm not touching the phone. Am I? Am I disappearing? No, no. Sorry. It was a big beep. I don't know where it came from. <laughs> and John and John was sort of mentoring me because it just seemed like a beast. This song. It it wouldn't. It didn't let me go. But it was. I've never wrangled so much with a song in terms of what's this going to sound like. What kind of style of music? As you can hear, it moves through quite a lot of different yeah. types of sounds. And John just said, just stay as open as you can. Experiment, explore. You know. And in the end, I sort of used all of them <laughs> yeah which is fine right because um well, it worked. yeah it's absolutely it works worked. absolutely yeah. it works hey um I'm, I'm really conscious christine of the time i want to get another song in Stu. yeah so well we, we're probably going to have to play this and then we're and, out of here yeah right. so, yep. and i was just going to say Stu, before you do play that christine people out there are going to be thinking raven where is it so it's on soundcloud it's is it on spotify oh. The best places would be on Spotify. The videos on YouTube, so if you search. Yeah, have a watch of that. That's great. Um, Bandcamp. I have a Bandcamp page, and um, and that's the album's slowly going to release through obviously a track at a time. So there's two more tracks to come, um, one each month, and then the whole project. So they'll be available on vinyl, and there's also going to be a poetry book going with it, where I documented the year of 2020, which turned out to be a big year. Right. Mm. So Stu's yeah. going to play it. Well, I think. Can this I make is it? by the wonderful Patty Free. What a what a dream to be <laughs> able Stu's to. Stu's going to make a suggestion here. <laughs> well, I think we're going to ignore it. I think what we need to do is probably say goodbye to Christine now on air. Yeah, but we'll have a chat off air, right? Yeah. So we'll play this so we can go out with this. Yeah, that's, how's that sound to you, Christine? Yeah, yeah, it sounds great. That, I've thoroughly enjoyed talking with you. Hey, guys. Christine, next time you're actually mm. in Christchurch, right? Oh, come, come on in, see. come on in, yeah, and we'll have a big yeah. old chat. I, f- I feel like we yeah, could have we could have done another hour at least. Well, we haven't we talked have, we, we haven't have. talked about touring. We haven't talked about anything yet. No, the the cover art, the album art. Yeah, and and you need to come in and meet Stu so you can like nod your head <laughs> at me and go, Colin, I understand. <laughs> 
<laughs> right, let's do this. This All is right. the Patty Free remix of Raven and your expanding horizons. Thank you, Patty. You're on Expanding Horizons with Stu and Cole. In the background, you can hear the Paddy Free remix of Christine White's Raven. That's cool. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. It's so... Um, this is kind of like ethereal, trancey. Mm. It's just wonderful, mm. right? Yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. such yeah. a good listen. It is, it is. And she was good, good to talk to. Oh, she was awesome, wasn't she? Yeah. Christine, Christine, thank you very much. Yeah, it was great. Like, uh, yeah, as I said, we could have gone for another two hours. <laughs> easily, easily, because there's so many things we didn't touch on, mm. right? But mm. we'll, we'll get her on the air another time, and um, it'll be yeah. wonderful. So look out for Christine White. Lots yeah. of uh, tracks being released. Yeah, and, and videos as well. Check and, out the YouTube. And a poetry book. Yeah, that's how awesome is that? Uh, well, she said it many times, but she works on projects. So this is part of the project. Project, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're very astute listener, Stu. Very st- astute. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe I said that. <laughs> then you segued something about yourself out of it. Might be my new nickname, actually. Uh, <laughs> astute. <laughs> now, I was just thinking to myself, uh, sign of the Firebird. Mm. Where Who? are they tonight? <laughs> Who? Sign of... Oh. So you're going to check your phone now? Yeah, I, well, Rob did message me earlier right. when we were talking football about some team he seems well, to QPR, think. they're doing well. Yeah. But they always do well in October. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's arse, he's arse. Right, I'm just looking at... See up. how they're going in May, right? Yeah. Wolston Sports Bar. Oh, yeah. You can talk QPR there if you want to, mm. Rob. Anyway, that's tonight from 8pm. I think uh, you could probably watch the... Um, Oh, just headbutted the uh, microphone. You can watch the Australia versus New Zealand women's rugby, yeah, rugby World, World Cup, Cup game starting today. Yeah. Quarter seven, and then you can get on to a bit of the old sign of the firebird. Sounds good. Right. right. Probably about time, Cole, that we got up. Got down. And got outside. And we'll, we'll see you see, later. Yep, see you next week.